podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Review from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomTheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 28th of March, 2023. My name is Patrick Smith. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. You can also, of course, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all your normal sort of podcast providers. On this week's show, 17 goals were scored by the Belfast Giants at home over the weekend. The weekend that eliminated the Sheffield Steelers and the Cardiff Devils from title, title contention. Confirmed the Belfast Giants will be a part of next year's Champions Hockey League and set up an SSE Arena Saturday showdown against second place Guildford Flames. There's a lot to talk about, so strap yourselves in. We'll get to the games and the goals very, very shortly. Davis Joubert uh, has found a scoring touch just there on Saturday and he joins us for the fan agenda. A bit of news to discuss. And with the announcement that the Giants uh, All-Star side will be taking on Ukrainian Dnipro Kershin as part of the Hockey Can't Stop Tour, Robert Fitzpatrick joins us. And he may also share with us a name on that roster. Um, it's Player of the Month and MVP time. And uh, we'll maybe have a dip into that. And finally, with the game this Saturday, Aaron Murphy speaks to us in preview as the game will be live on via play. Mr. Majemsey, nice hat. Thanks, mate. I actually just need the hat to keep my ear pod in. I've got funny, funny shaped ears. Um, as I was telling Simon the other day, and uh, the ear pod keeps falling out. So the hat isn't because I'm necessarily need a hat because I've actually got the sweats. I'm not well, mate. I was up both my ring up all night, all night last night. So I've got the wild oh, sweats man. today. So I could do without the, the hat, but then the dedication of this pod. All night. I don't think I've missed one in about thirteen years, mate. So I've got. I was trying to explain to Lily that it was important to keep going. You know, keep the streak alive. Keep the keep keep the streak alive. Well, I hope you're feeling better, mate. What's, what's that you're drinking, Jim? This is called. Better? This is called cherry red tea. It is um a cold Roy Boss. It's very nice. Nice. Very good, Mister Kitchen. I'm, how are you? I'm classy. I'm all right, man. I've just got normal tea. I've got normal tea. But I've also yep. just got something for got something for after the normal tea. So. I don't. No, everything's good, mate. Everything's good. Just a, it's all getting real now for this weekend, which we'll go on to. But um, yeah, it's, very, uh, very, very much so. Before we get cracking into that, just sorry, go on. It's unbelievable. I mean, we're the, the arena's completely sold out. I mean, I have never, ever, ever had so many people ask me for tickets. It's <laughs> it. I have had everybody on to me in the last 24 to 48 hours all looking tickets for them. It's it's, it's the hottest ticket in town. It's completely sold out. Wonderful. Wonderful. We'll be getting on to that very shortly, no doubt. Um, Before we get cracking in, just one little piece of of admin. And it's a it's a, it's a congratulations to formerly of this parish, Mr. Joel Neal. Maxwell J. Neal was born yesterday. And uh, mate, your life's going to change. Congratulations to you and Danielle. 
Um, we hear that uh, both mother and baby are doing well. I don't know how well the dad is, though. Um, you know, it's the it's the if the first part of the the rest of your life, buddy. And uh, uh, you know that from all of us here, you have our very best wishes. And uh, yeah, he's in for a tough time, boys. Absolutely. Do we know Mate, what the J? Do we know what the J stands for? It stands for yeah. Well, I don't know if he'll ever find out what the J stands for. <laughs> in the old Homer Simpson the, way. Uh... I was. Uh, I sent him a message yesterday. Uh, congratulations to him and Danny. Um, I was sort of half expecting young Maxwell to have a beard, but uh, none there just yet. But uh, no, as long, as long as the baby's healthy and mummy's back and she's okay, it's the main thing. Absolutely, congratulations, mate, and uh, and welcome to the newest Jan fan in little Maxwell J Neil. Right, let's get cracking, boys. Um, the Belfast Giants. Welcome to Sheffield Steelers on Friday night to the SSE Arena. was delighted to get home myself and enjoy myself thoroughly as the Giants took a 8-2 victory over the men from South Yorkshire. Um, Scott Conway opened the scoring after only 30 seconds. Steve Ari on the power play uh, rounded out the first period for the Giants. Uh, Mark Cooper, Matt Foley, Sean Norris, Steve Ari, and Mark Cooper again. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> With the eight two, um, that's not right. Mark Cooper didn't score the eighth, did he? I thought it was it was the eighth, not a, a penalty shot. That was on Sunday. Yeah. Was Saturday? No, there's only seven there in there. There's only seven. There's one missing of it. There's seven. So there's yeah, there's only seven there. I'm missing one. Yeah, there's yeah, only seven on that Sean Norris yeah. got a penalty shot to make it eight. Uh, Sheffield yeah. Steelers goals came for Brett Newman and Brendan Connolly. In nets, uh, Tyler Bescarani only faced 17 shots. Two goals went in. The other side, 40 shots against Matt Greenfield. Eight went in. Liam Sewell and Dean Smith were the referees for the whole weekend. Um, and as I say, Davey, the, the tone was set 30 seconds in. Yeah, and I think... Um... That kind of tilted the ice in our favour. You can't. Um, I, I'm sure the Sheffield Steelers in the locker room would have been anticipating a large, noisy crowd. And what do you want to do? I'm sure Fox was telling them, "You want to silence this crowd. You want to keep it tight, keep it in the game for as long as we can, take our chances, bear down, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And within 30 seconds, I think Sam Rip puts up the wall a wee bit to um, Ari in that snap stretch pass, and he's gone. And this from he just puts his head down. It's very, very similar to first goal and something. Puts his head down. Burry's at top shelf, top top um, glove say, and um, Giants are one 0 up. And from then, I felt like the the game was. I, I felt like that's game game over at that stage. Um, obviously, we got first a two goal. up, and, and yeah, I felt that first goal was that crucial. And crowd behind us, and never felt that they had anything. We got two 0 up. Um, obviously, the pegs went back, and from then, it just we we just turned it on. Um, and this team, I've, I've heard a few few commentators on this week. I heard Paul Eddy talking about, you know, the Giants at home especially. And you you, you credit the extra man up in the stands there and you credit Smalls and <coughs> Sizz and all that with, with filling this barn every week. Glover, exactly, whoever's involved in, in getting this building packed. And, and again, the crowd's going to be absolutely critical this weekend coming. And, you know, for the Belfast Giants to go out there and then put eight past Steelers and nine past Storm in, in one weekend, it's absolutely phenomenal. Obviously, there was times during the game there, you see it got a wee bit chippy, and the Belfast Giants, I just felt, just were just a, more than one step ahead of Sheffield Steelers at the weekend. I didn't think that the Steelers offered anywhere near enough. We, we talked about John O. Phillips getting man of match for the Steelers, very generous of Simon to... Um, or for the chance to to do that in the in his last game of, of what was a great career at the SSE. and um, 
sad. It was sad. It was a real. I, I remember texting Simon afterwards saying, like, you know, it was quite emotional to see him skating around. You know, this guy we've been watching for the, pretty much the whole time the Belfast Giants have been going. That he's been yeah. here, a, a great adversary, a great um, advert for the game, a great advert for British hockey, and and how to do things right over a long, long period of time. And you know, the consummate professional, and um, for him to be skating off there. It must have been hard for him. Um, it, the, there was an element of humiliation to that Steelers um, team. Iron Fox now is, I think it was 4 0. We beat them a few weeks ago there and 8 2 and 4 0 in their own barn, shut out in their own barn, and then come to Belfast and getting beat 8 and comprehensively beaten. I think it's fair to say, getting 17 shots on Besco, another good game from Besco, but only putting 17 shots on. You've got to credit that as well to real tough team, team defense. Going both ways, I think the the guys are the, the forwards are back checking hard. The guys are laying down in front of the shots and not letting things get through to Besco. And and the vast majority of stuff it gets through to him, he says. But seventeen shots on goal won't be enough for Aaron Fox. Object Simon. That's a, that's the only adjective I can think of for for the Sheffield Steelers. That you know, we for a team that were basically fighting for their lives, they were they're, they're more or less out of the, the title contention at that point they probably knew it themselves but they're still trying to fight to remain as part of it and they didn't there was no fight from them whatsoever i could think of quite a few more objectives to be honest with you um i thought they were horrendous <laughs> on saturday um you know davies just touched on there you know you've got a guy like jonathan phillips he never takes a shift off uh rob died uh played reasonably well you know it, there's quite a few there was maybe two or three guys who who you could see curd but there was also quite a few guys that really looked like they couldn't give a toss. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was very unprofessional of them um, at stages, not the whole time, but at stages, you know, we're, we're two 0 up. They get a goal back. We get it back to three, two, and we score another goal 30 seconds there and make it, sorry, three, one score another goal by um, to make it four, one. And that was it. Uh, I agree with David 30 seconds in uh, that. I was a little bit nervous before the game, you always, you know, you, you want to get off to a good start in your own rank. Well, you want to get off to a good start in any rank, but you want to get off to a good start with a, a full barn like we had on Friday night um, and get everybody into the game as quick as possible. And that's exactly what Adam did. Um, you know, he, he tried to roll the three lines and the one extra guy, um, you know, for the whole game. And and I thought he did really, really well until obviously we're getting to the, the issues what happened in, in the third period. But we absolutely dominated them. Um, they scored a goal. I think it was the second shift of the third period to get it back to six two. It gives them just a maybe a chink of light to, to look at. Um, but we nailed that straight away. Uh, went on the score, you know, get the seventh goal. And obviously Sean Norris playing a really good weekend, picking up three goals all weekend and two against Sheffield on Friday, played really, really well. A lot of positive performances, but look, I mean, we all know I'm a fan or a fanboy of Ben Lake, but that goal You're not, are you? Um, don't know. I've never mentioned, ever mentioned it before, mate. Keep but like Davy in his leg, and Davy broke his leg a few years ago. Did you know? Um, but uh, <laughs> ben, ben, the ben Laker, the, seriously. Anyway, that play from Ben Lake was just sensational, and Foles coming right in, put the top shelf again. It's it's just some of the goals we scored on Friday night were outstanding. And I'm not just talking this about here, just performances. We were talking about that, Simon. The way he just uses his butt. So he can't go around the outside. He's he's offered him inside, and probably yeah. he goes inside. Then Ben Lake's taking the shot, and he he just doesn't do anything. He uses his arm, he uses his butt, and he just and the vision. He obviously knows we've we've, we've done this quite a lot, where the third man coming into the zone is the one that's getting the puck quite a lot. So it's obviously something we're working on as well. But 
sorry, go back to Ben Laker. Um, but again, when you when you watch that play regarding Laker itself, the defenseman, I think it was Neville Lyman, um, that was trying to come back at him. He doesn't move his feet. He's just gliding. And that was, I mean, even on that goal from Sean Norris, there was a goal was, I was just off that as well. That there, there was four Steelers within a stick length of them, and nobody yep. did anything. Nobody did anything. Now he has to come out in the third period with a bit of life to get the goal, and then the chip starts a really bad hit by um, by Jones on Foley. Um, you know, it comes to that. You know, a couple of guys coming off. Uh, I'm sorry, Kieran Long coming off the bench and getting involved. David Polly, we were outstanding on Friday night. He had goals against the Steelers at any time. At this, I mean, especially for a team that were slagging off the the five Flyers for conceding nine in a cup final a few weeks ago. Be careful what you wish for. Here, here. Um, actually, let's just come to that the the issue with regards to the the Jones and, and McNally and Kieran Long. It did go to um the Department of Player Safety. So I'm just going to pull up what what, what was uh, what was shared by the DOPS guys. It it was in the uh, third period. And I have to say, gents, coming into that third period, I did feel that we were going to see something like that from the Sheffield Steelers. We've seen it before where like Valorant has has I, I did put on Twitter so say how many how many penalty minutes is Valorant going to see in this third period because they do tend to lose their lose their rag. But Davey, tell us to this Sam Jones into the corner goes in with an elbow high on Matt Foley. Uh, he's going for him there. Like, uh, there, there's no doubt about it. it it's, it's better let him be charging. Him actually, which, which doesn't make... Um, well, oh, let's yeah, just see it's, here. It's like, it's a shoulder straight. The, the straight it's a hit to the head. That's called the way it is. It's a hit to the head. I agree yeah. with you. They've called. They've. It was deemed, and they've deemed it to be charging. Um, That's not, not the first time either. Didn't we play them in January time, and there was somebody was through the game, and they, they got like a charging penalty. McNally. And we talked, and McNally. we talked about the same thing at the time. He says it's a hit to the head, and I, I, in my opinion, probably gets a bigger um, suspension for a hit to the head, especially if it's a repeat. But um, interesting. Who who did you have on? You had Marty on on yep. Friday yep. night, and he was talking just before that. Um, Scott Conway takes a shot and it hits Jonathan Phillips and Phillips goes after and gives him a bit of a whack probably saying why are you taking that shot on where you're winning 7-2 you don't have to be blasting it straight at me and they have a wee whack at each other it actually ends quite respectfully and then Jones goes to the other side of the ice and does that um, Yep. for me Longer's actually bringing the physio on there now he shouldn't because he there's an altercation on their way and then he does a wee bit of yapping and it's probably McNally or Jones grabs him um, that's dealt with in, in this video. McNally now is losing the plot. Yeah, really longer shouldn't get involved there. And probably if he skates back to the bench, he doesn't get done for coming off the bench. But he he's came, you know, he came down with the physio to to see the Matt Foley, who's obviously pretty badly hurt. Um I I text says at the time and I says that's his season done. And it should have been. He's got away with one there. Three games to me isn't sufficient for what that incident was. I thought that would be his season over. Potentially the playoff final weekend if it got there, but he should be missing the next two weekends. I'm I'm surprised. I, I, I actually would have said the other way. I would I would have like I thought Jones was done for the season with that hit. That's I who I mean. That's who I mean. Oh you yeah, mean sorry the, I thought you meant McNally. Yeah, I, I thought Jones was done for the season. McNally here is just basically he he's he's offered nothing all game. Absolutely nothing all game and then he's lost the rag as something that was nothing to do with him. And he get and there there he gets he gets two games and a fine, 
and then we, I, we I see wouldn't here ban, as well. I wouldn't ban McNally. I wouldn't force the Steelers to play him for thirty minutes a game. That should be the, <laughs> that should be the um the penalty. And then and then more. And then says Longer gets a, an automatic three games for for basically just bringing the physio on, but then sticking around and and having a bit of a yap at the at what was going on. Like. There's rules set in place. There was, um, there was, yep. you know, it says quite clearly it's a minimum of three or three games. Longer doesn't have to do that. It's, it's. I think he, you know, I think he knows now he doesn't have to do that. And it's one of those ones where, if you're going to go in, you're coming off the bench, you're going to go in, get stuck in, grab somebody by the head and punch the face off them. That's well. what should happen. However, you come on and give him a bit of a face wash, and you end up getting three games. <sighs> He'll not. Let me tell you something. He'll not do that again. I want to go back to the point on McNally. At least three times the referees pointed at him to get off the ice, and he didn't get off the ice. Nope. Um, so yeah. with regards to the call, and he, I believe it was two for fighting, and a ten for continuous fighting. It was it was ridiculous call in my opinion. He's got to be. Um, I mean, you you said you know he he didn't play all game. I, I think it, yeah, and anybody could argue in the Steelers fans and majority of Steelers fans that didn't know anything about hockey would argue as well. He probably has done nothing all season. He's been horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's for me, he's just out there to try and get teams, you know, and, and get penalties and stuff like that. He doesn't do enough for me in that in that whole that the whole organization, but that's the Steelers, that that's their decision. Um, with regards to what he did on that night, it, it's 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 a complete lack of respect for the officials. He got a two game ban, is that right? Two game ban for McNally, yes. Two game plan for complete again, completely ignoring the officials. The the linesman's trying to get him off the ice. He then, as he's literally about to get through the gate, he's grabbed, he's trying to grab hold of Scott Conway. And you know, yes, you certainly want your, your players protected. The referees have got to do that. The referees have got to, or that's what they're there for. They're there to protect players. Scott Conway's the best player in the league, and this guy's just trying to get something else involved, and he still doesn't get anything else on top of that. I thought it was a ridiculous call on the night. Two plus ten, and I—I th- I mean, he should have been thrown out of the game and as a match suspension straight away. But two two games, I, I thought it was ludicrous to be honest. The guards Jones had a—I think I said that they'll be off the game. I think he'll get three games. I think they'll be done till the end of the season, uh, regular season, and then they'll get bailed out back for the playoffs. I—I I, I don't think Jones has had a suspension before. He seems like a good kid, and he seems you know. I think that's more frustration than anything else. I think that's just coming out of him. He was one of the guys that actually didn't do too bad on the night, in my opinion. Um, but I just think he's, you know, everybody else, his teammates around him are sort of letting everybody else down. Um, they're certainly letting their coach down. Their coach, you know, Aaron Fox, the despondent on the bench at times. Uh, Paddy, you were there. You're probably looking over at him as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of the time he didn't really know what what was happening next. But, the, you know, you sort of knew that they were going to come out in the third period and, and uh, try and get involved in that way. Because hockey-wise... They haven't got a patch on us. I think you saw, and I think you, you saw that from his interview post game as well. They've sort of, you know, the, the guys out there just not playing, and he gave it the whole, you know, what 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 do I do? Well, you've, you've been playing fifty odd games here, mate. This is your team. This is your team who should be fighting. Who should be building some sort of momentum. You don't shrug your shoulders and say, "What can I do?" You're you're the coach. This is this is it's your team to motivate. It's your turn to motivate these guys to get out there and play. And all you ended up with was. An absolute disaster on ice, and um, and you've got you know you've got players out there like you say who are digging in like so John and stuff, and I, I felt them because then you've got the bluffer who in, in Valorant who did nothing all game, and and again just 
it's just frustrating. And Sheffield Steelers fans, when you saw them and you and you listened to them, you said, there were quite a few who weren't surprised at that performance. But um, the belt be for, honest, for, for his object. Sorry. Yeah, I, I felt sorry for Greenfield. Um, they yeah, did not help him out in any way. He's been before Besco came in. He was the best goaltender in the league this season. There's yeah. no doubt about it. He was brilliant at the start yeah. of the season. Um, you know, and they've just let him down. You know, they've, they've left him hanging to dry. Yes, he probably could have done better in one or two of them uh, on, on our goals that we had. There's no doubt about that. But again, he's just watching the guys in front. You, you mentioned about the guys in front of Pesco, you know, boxing out, trying to keep guys there outside, limiting the Sheffield Steelers to 17 shots. That's team defence. That's just not just the, the guys at the goaltender and, and the defenceman. That's team defence. That's basically guys, the forwards doing their jobs when they come back into their own zone to keep everybody to the outside. Besco, I don't think Besco broke sweat on Friday night. Um, I, I really don't. Now, a couple of positives for the Sheffield Steelers. Their first goal was one of the best backhands I've seen in a long time. Yeah, How he got nice. that about Besco, again, you know, he, he was tight to his post. He couldn't have put that any, he couldn't have put it any more precise than where he wanted it. If he had it walked over and stuck it in the top corner of the net himself with his hand. It was a brilliant finish. Um, and again, the touch on um, you know quite a few of the Belfast Giants players coming over and showing the respect to to uh, that they have for Jonathan Phillips at the end of the game. I, I, I agree with David. It sort of brought the brown lump to your throat. We have the best sport in the world. Um, you don't get that on many occasions in all any other sports. Um, and Jonathan Phillips um, to be the captain of Sheffield Steelers for so long, the captain of Great Britain for so long, to put everything on on the on the ice every single time he goes out, whether it's a shift or a game. I think he's been an absolute unbelievable player for GB on Sheffield Steelers, and they are going to miss him. They really are going to miss him. 100%. Um, and 100%. Uh, congratulations to him for, for his what a wonderful career. Yeah, just on that, it was like the British guys, as you would expect, lining up the 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 Lakers, the the Garys, the, etc. But it was led by the captain. You know, David Goodwin was the first one over there, um, yeah. which is a you know bit of recognition from from Goody that. You know, as a good leader, should he's the first one in there. So, but on Greenfield says I like I, you, 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 you were absolutely spot on. He didn't have a good game on the night. Yes, he was, he was, he faced a lot of one on nuns, if you like. And I think the first goal from Norris, Norris gets it off his stick really quickly, which I like. You know, he goes, he goes forehand and then just pops it backhand. But you know, Greenfield saves that 99 times out of 100. He's just demoralized at that stage. You know, as you said, he just faced too many. Too many shots with nothing in front of him. Nobody even putting a stick on the forward. You know, it was just, I was just, he was demoralized. It just seemed to me at that stage. And I think we did that in the third period, both nights. We just put the foot down in the third period, as, as Neil Coach Russell would say, you know, foot on the throat in that third period and just absolutely went to town on both teams, both nights. I was going to say, let's, let's move this on. The highlights of that game, obviously, from Giants TV, and we move on to that, that second game uh, against the Manchester Storm, which. Well, it, it's tough to even, like, it's it's 9-1. We all know it's 9 7,000 people in the building uh, with this a 9-1 win for the Belfast Giants. The goals come from Conway, Gilbert, Goodwin, Ari, Gilbert again. Bast with a lovely finish. Donnie Niles, Sean oh. Norris and Herrick Erickson. Um, and then Zach Herman, the only goal for the Manchester Storm. Uh, goalie stats, again, only 17 shots on Tyler Beskarani over the course of 45 minutes. Um, one goal passed. Then Jackson Whistle came in. He only faced three in 15 minutes um, and no shots passed him. Uh, Jeremy Bruder on the other side faced 51 shots in the course of the 60 minutes and uh, and uh, nine goals went by him. Liam Sewell, Dean Smith, both your referees, says um, 
what can I say about this? In the first two periods, and you know, you were kind enough to invite me to join you in commentary for the game. But in the first two periods, they were a hell of a lot more dangerous than the Sheffield Steelers. A hundred percent. I mean, it was a really tight game. Obviously, after forty minutes, and uh, this, you know, the, the the first period, I thought we played really, really well. Uh, they get their goal on the, on the power play from memory. Um, yep. uh, was, yes. Herman, you know, we made a really good move. Made a third pass across ice, drove the net, and managed to touch it home. But um, you know, you're two one up against the Steelers. Uh, sorry, against the the Manchester Storm, who. Let's not forget the last time they came to Belfast, they beat us twice in a row at early December, and that was a turning point for our season. But uh, the whole, the whole aspect of of you know going into the locker room at the end of, of period two, you could just see at the start of game or period three that Adam had uh, let's just say probably used a few colourful words to get the boys up for the game, and they came out and done twenty five seconds or whatever it was on the clock for the for the third period, we scored that goal, and and once we scored that. The gates just opened up. We kept on scoring. We just, every every time you came forward, you felt like you were going to score. Um, a couple of really big goals. Obviously, Gilly getting two big goals for the for the chance on that day uh, on Sunday, and, and the second one, um, you know, sorry, third one. Really, just that was the game that you know you just wanted to to put the foot in the throat and just keep it going. I thought we were really really good on Sunday, and um, again, Scott Conley leading the way with with the first goal of the game and. And uh, picking up a couple of assists as well. He's been absolutely outstanding. But that line of Ari Goodwin and uh, Conway has been has been brilliant for the last six eight weeks. Um, but not forgetting again, Sean Norris coming out and getting another goal on the night. You know, it's his first game that he's played back to back all season long for the chance. Um, this kid's got a future at this level. There's no doubt about that. So uh, again, another positive team performance. Another positive result. Um, and 17 goals over two games at the weekend, conceding just three. Um, it, it certainly made for for um, uh, the feel of fans to, to celebrate on Friday and Saturday night. Certainly. And Davies, as Sue says, we were relentless, absolutely relentless in that third period. And I, I lost count of the um, I lost count of the number of people who uh, have said, "Here, Patrick, can you ask Davy? Have we ever scored seven goals in a in a, in a single period?" <laughs> You can ask me. <laughs> Davey, have we ever uh, scored seven goals in a single period? I'm sure we have. I'd need to look it up. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll come back to you on that. I'm sure it would be it would be the exception rather than the rule. It's, it's a seven seven goals in a single period. It's a big deal. Um, getting the early goal again, similar to the Steelers game. Um, you know, getting that early goal takes a wee bit, lifts a little bit of the pressure because the crowds are coming at the minute with that air of anticipation you know they're expecting things to happen and you know sometimes it takes a goal to get the crowd in the game and then felt that the, the Steelers are sorry Steelers the storm were pretty good through that second period but they just lacked that little bit of um you know when they got that uh cup check at the start of third period as soon as we scored that you know that that goal at the start of the third period as you say they I think their belief was just completely sucked out of them the crowd were engaged and it was just like this is going to go badly and we just everything that went on target went in, and you know, the Giants came up with some really pretty goals. There's a lot of belief running through that team at the minute. You know, if they get a goal or two, um, there's David Gilbert scoring again. Really great to see. We, we talked about him. It was either last week or the week before. We talked about him playing with that little bit of a swagger, bit of a smile on his face at the minute. And you know, um, we haven't seen him hitting the back of the net as much as we would have liked this season, but um, 
he scored some crucial goals at crucial times. It's good to see him getting one with such a big weekend coming up here now. It's uh, Simon. You, you spoke with Sean Norris there. It's worth just reiterating that because obviously he's come in. He's he's been given this chance to the Belfast Giants. Two great goals against the Sheffield Steelers. I think the, the the penalty shot was a nice move, but the first goal, the hands to put it through the five hole of Matt Greenfield was was superb. And then another great goal against um, the Storm on Sunday. He's a guy who's really shown his worth for a more permanent position next season. Well, it's up, it's up to Adam and Steve, um, but uh, it certainly hasn't done himself any harm. Um, good kid in the locker room. Uh, when he's on the ice for morning skate, he's usually one of the first ones on and last ones off. He wants to learn, which is you know, important as well. So uh, he certainly hasn't done himself any harm, as I say. And it's, you know, the challenge that you have is there's very little players off his capabilities that can put the puck in the net on a regular basis um, when given the opportunities. And, you know, with only having 10 teams in this league, there's bound to be 10 teams that'll probably want them on their on their roster. So hopefully we've done enough to, to show him the, give him the opportunity to play. Um, he's played CHL now in his young career. And he's, he's obviously managed to, to get a few games with a chance this year. He probably would have got more if he hadn't got suspended a few weeks ago. Um, but, you know, to pick up his first medal in the Challenge Cup, which he played a part of at the start of the season, um, to have the opportunity to, to, to get a, a league winner's medal as well. Hopefully that uh, that does enough for him to realise that that um, is you know he can come back and, and he can play at this level and and um, I've I've absolutely no doubt that he can. One of the other things to point out, Davey, from this game is the Belfast Giants obviously beat the Sheffield Steelers, but at a cost. You know, we, we lost the likes of, of Manny McLeod. We lost, you know, uh, Matt Foley. We we also the suspension to um, Kieran Long. There was somebody else we lost. Who else did we lose now? From this, there was another player we lost in the Sheffield game. Um, we lost, lost Foley, we lost McLeod, um, yes. we lost um, uh, Grant Grant Cooper, Grant, Co- Grant Cooper. So, so therefore, yeah. to have to lose those amount lose that personnel, but still, and longer in suspension to, to lose that personnel and still put on a show, um, it just shows the depth of the squad. Well, we'll come back to um, Simon from earlier and talk about Ben Lake stepping back on day and looks like he's played there his whole career. You know, strong both ends of the ice. Not not often a, a D man's taking face offs, but there you go. At times Lakers taking face offs, and he, he just does he does all the simple things so well. Say so strong. Um, it'd be hell. He's hard to play against, but it's just look. It's one of those at this stage of the season. Guys are going to be beat up. Unfortunately, we face the wee suspension as well. But guys will just stick into the process. We talked earlier there about different guys doing different bits and pieces of the half two. There's a real strong role play going on here as well. Guys just chipping in where the half two. You know, you come across those two games across the weekend and 17 goals and three against. And, like, Besko's probably not seeing as much rubber as he'd even want to, Sam. Is that a, a fair comment? Like, you know, I know goalie, his numbers, it's, it was 17 shots on each night. You know, so it's, it's hard to get a feel like game too. You talked about him not breaking sweat on on Friday night, Sam. But, you know, he's not seeing an awful lot of puck either. And it was good to see Jackson getting in for 15 minutes as well. There's another lovely, pretty goal from the Giants again there. Um our guest who's just in the green room scoring it so um great to see um strong weekend sets us up for what's going to be a, a month or weekend that a packed out uh odyssey ssa arena this weekend here here right let's we'll crack on the highlights from this game come from our good friends at belfast giants tv some fantastic commentary on that second game not for me 
I got I got one of those moments where 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 Simon told me, you know, could you just continue with the play by play? And but first dropped out. He throws he throws him in, doesn't he? That's <laughs> a, what it's, a by the way. By the way, just on the growing through the highlights, what a finish by Basti there. Oh, He's had beautiful. a couple of those this beautiful. season. Same thing down through the down through the circle, far top corner. He had one real early in the season as well. Just absolute beauty. Right, let's uh, let's let's get to the uh, let's get to the fan agenda brought to you by our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. And with two goals, we just spoke on them there with two goals against the Storm uh, on uh, Saturday night. We're delighted to be joined by David Gibert. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, doing really well. First of all, give us a reflection on the weekend just by you know seventeen goals in the course of two games. Yeah, that's uh, I would say that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, um, you know, uh, playing against Sheffield at home, you know, we, we know they're a really good team. So you never know what to expect, but we, uh, we just try to start the game prepared. That's That's been one of our issue lately, not being ready sometimes at the beginning of the game. And, um, you know, Kiefer has been talking about that. Sometimes we can, we can put teams away real quick if we're just ready at the start of the game. Uh, so... Uh, that's what we did against Sheffield, and I mean, it's kind of surprising the the result that we got there. But I mean, everybody's playing real well right now. Um, that was good, and um, obviously, um, so we were playing playing Friday. Guildford weren't up; they weren't playing Friday. They played Saturday, so you know, we kept we kept an eye on uh, on their game in uh, in Dundee, and. Um, you know, I think coming coming out of the game from Sheffield, which which was high in emotions, and um, starting a game against Manchester, um, I don't think we started the game the way we wanted to. Uh, but uh, yeah, it ended up pretty good actually with the the third period that we had. What sort of confidence does it give the room? The two performances like that, it must you, you must have been absolutely buzzing coming back in, especially on on uh, well Friday after beating Sheffield Steelers. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, we score a lot of go- a lot of goals a game right now. Which, if you look at the beginning of the season, we were struggling to score goals. Now it seems to be coming from everywhere, and um, you know, having a goalie like Besco behind us too, it's like. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes I'm on the bench. I'm like, all right, we're up three, three nil, and we have best goal. They need to score four against best goal to beat us. So, um, you know, so it's good. We play with confidence in front of him, um, knowing that he's behind us and making those huge saves. And uh, there's there's a thing that with the style of game that we play, uh, we might be giving a little bit too uh, many turnovers as we would like. Um, but you know, like I said, having a guy like Besco behind us to to save us multiple times sometimes, um, you know, it uh, it helps us to play with confidence uh, with the puck. Hey, uh, bonsoir, David. Tu vas bien? Je vais bien, toi. We're going to do this again, are we? Uh, we're going to do this again. Um, obviously, we talked on we talked on the podcast last week about you're playing with a little bit of a smile on your face at the minute. We're we're into like a critical part of the season. We've came through a Challenge Cup success in the at the start of the month. We're in a great position, league playoffs to come. Has the the job, if you like, in, in Belfast, has it met the expectations? Has it exceeded expectations? Uh, you mean with the results that we're having? 
just, just coming to Belfast, coming here as, as your job for this year and, and where you are and what you've gone through to get to this point, has it been a good season for you personally? Good uh, decision to come to Belfast? Yes. No, I don't regret coming to Belfast. I'm enjoying every bit of it. Um, you know, my uh, uh, the reason the reason why I came here is because I wanted to win. And um, I mean, that's what we're doing right now. Um, you know, we can talk about how personally uh, I might not have produced the way that like I personally wanted to. But um, I had uh, I was self uh, ref reflecting on my game and how I am like in the dressing room around the boys with my experience. Uh, what can I do um, for the team uh, to help the team win, win games? And um, for a certain time, um, Kiefer played me at center. So I was like, all right, I got to win all my face-offs. Um, just the little details in my game. Um, you know, I wasn't finding the back of the net. So I was like, okay, so what, what can I do to help the team win? Um, limit my mistakes, but be first on four check, uh, finish my checks, move my feet. Uh, like I said, win my face-off, be well positioned defensively, all the little details like that. And I mean, Hockey sometimes you can be lucky, you can be unlucky, but if you um, if you keep work, you put your head down, you keep working hard. Sometimes you, most of the time you're gonna get rewarded. And right now, you know, it, it was hard at some point during the season, but you know, we we we're we're under a lot of stress. Um, it's pretty yeah. tough to play in this league. Just the fact that the season in it itself, uh, there's a trophy for that. Um, so like since September we've been playing playoff hockey. So I just try to come to the rink and like you said, I've been having a smile on my face lately, but yeah, I'm just trying to have fun and just to be around the boys. And most of all, winning is fun. And that's what we're doing right now. And we have another chance this weekend to win uh, another trophy. So that's really exciting. Just, Joey, just you, you, on the reg. Sorry, sorry, says I want to just come back there. Just on the regular season being, more important if you like in the playoffs we want to win the playoffs it's a one that's eluded the club for over 10 years but in terms of the regular season you know and we, the cliche of two points in october are as important as two points in march how stressful is that to have to play that playoff hockey for six months uh yeah it really is stressful um i mean i've been experiencing it um in europe which i feel like it's more like a football mentality um every game you, you know they the fans uh everybody expect you to win uh, which like i said it's like a football mentality when you're back home in north america is you you play a game of hockey like oh, it's just another game we play in two days you know um so yeah we've had guys like this year talking about it as like what's the deal with all this like we got to win every game that's not realistic but i mean <laughs> I guess Tough. if you want to win, if you want to, yeah, if you want to win the trophy at the end of the year, I mean, you got to do it. And we, we've had like, I think, uh, Kitchy, I think you were talking about it, but it was it 10 games and then we lost one or two and then we went on 12. And, and Kiefer has been mentioning that to us too, is we need to get uh, on a streak like that if we want to have a chance to win. So um, it was early on, he was on us with that. So um but yeah, it, it is pretty stressful. You know, we all have stuff outside of the rink to deal with our personal lives. You never know what guys are going through. And uh, plus you had that. I mean, I know a lot of people would say you're lucky to play a game, should be grateful, which we all are. 
playing it, playing at the SSC is just unbelievable. With the fans there, the atmosphere is just. I try to cherish every every moment. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of pressure, but it's part of the deal. Gilly, you talk about the the pressure, and you talk about. Um, you know, obviously living they're working to play at the the arena, but I want to just take it back a little bit there. You'd said about you know, you, you obviously the stressful, um, the, the stressful feelings that you have throughout the season. I know what I know what the pressure that Adam puts on you as a group, as individuals. Um, and I absolutely agree with what he's doing, and I know how tough it can be. However, um, when I seen you on the ice, um, at the Challenge Cup final. You get your goal uh, to finish the five flyers off, um, and to see that smile uh, at, the, at that time was uh, tell us how that felt for you. Yeah, um, yeah, it was just unbelievable. I know it was eight three at the time, but I was like, I gotta get a goal. This is game clinching. <laughs> gotta win a trophy. Like I, I need a score. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, no, it's fun. It's great. It's it's just just to be playing. I have the opportunity to play these games. You know, this is my 12th year professional, and um, I never got to do that, play a game like that. In Czech Republic, we won that one year, but um, we won the regular season, I think, by 40 points or something, but they canceled the playoffs because of COVID. So we never got to play, you know, win a game on the ice in front of our fans or something like that. So, um, you know, having that opportunity last month, it was just unbelievable. Um, you know, some people might not understand what it is. You know, they, they might say, oh, it's just a challenge cup or it's just, you know, it's just another trophy. It's not the Stanley Cup, stuff like that. But this everything that the guys go through like throughout the season and all the challenges that we we're facing, the injuries and everything, it's just uh, coming out as a group and lifting that trophy. You, you're going to remember these guys for the rest of your life because you were successful. You were brothers on the ice. You, you went to war. So it's just a lot of fun. And you've got the you opportunity. Got... Sorry, sorry, Patty, just finishing off. As you got the opportunity to do that same type of thing this Saturday in front of a sold-out crowd at the SSA Arena. Um, I know the boys were, were together today for a recovery session. Um you're all going to look forward to Saturday. Yeah, um, yeah, it's funny. We're um, in the dressing room today. Uh, we, we had a discussion. It was Kiefer, Goody, Mark Cooper, and we talked about Sunday. You know, we we're all watching the game. Either some guys are watching the game, some were just like keeping track of it on, on their phones. And uh, Guilford and Dundee and. Um, you know, I said, yeah, I, I wanted Dundee to win, but at the same time, uh, then Dundee would have won and I would have been sitting on my couch as a champion, you know, and you don't get to experience like being on the ice, lifting the trophy. I, I, I don't know. It, it would have felt weird. Um, but now it's, I mean, it's pretty excited to have that game at the SEC in front of our fans against the team challenging us. We have a chance to win it there. It's, it's like a movie, kind of. It's going to be an absolutely massive game of this. And we really appreciate your time, Gillian. We really uh, wish you well for this weekend and going forward into the playoffs. And uh, yeah, good luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cheers, Gillian. Bon nuit. Big thanks to, to WGBF for his time. 
Really, really appreciate it. It's really good to see him score a couple of goals. We're going to crack on, lads, because we've uh, we've we've got a few more to join us and uh, and and time's running out. The um, it won't have escaped your notice in the last day or so that the the Belfast Giants announced that the the, the hockey can't stop tour and the visit of Denipo Kershaw from the Ukraine who will be taking on a Belfast Giants All Star Select team at the SSE Arena on Wednesday, the 19th of April. And who else are we going to get to join us than the CEO of the Odyssey Trust, Mr. Robert Fitzpatrick. How are you doing, Robert? How are you doing, boys? Good to see you all. Thanks for joining us again. Um, this is this is a huge, huge game. It's a fantastic it's a fantastic thing for the Odyssey Trust to be able to put this on and and to involve what is a great charity and to bring a, player, a team like uh, Denise Kershaw in. The idea was born um, the night of the Friendship Four final. Um, we had a couple of the American dignitaries in the green room and it was mooted that President Biden was going to come to Ireland and uh, I think it was Steve. I, I'd sort of talked about uh, trying to put together an all-star game and, and I think it was Steve actually said to me, what about Ukraine? And I just thought it was a class idea. I just thought it was inspired. Um, so we set the wheels in motion, the idea being that you know we were going to try and do it um, um, for a potential presidential paper. I'd written thought paper, send it to the White House, all that good stuff. And to be honest with you, Paddy, as the months went on, I sort of said, you know what, this is a bigger idea than, than the White House. This is, a, this is the right thing to do. So um, we pushed the button on it. And uh, the way I described it was, let's make a snowball. We let it roll down the hill and if it attracts snow, great. But we're going to go ahead and do it because it's the right thing to do for our sport and it's the right thing to do for the people of Ukraine. It's um, the the idea of bringing in a, a giant select team, an all star team as well, to, to bring back a few names. In fact, what I'm going to do is at this point because we'll, we'll talk more about it once we. But all I know right. the, the the time pressure on for the for the first name oh, of the person because he's waiting in the wings to join us and have a bit mm-hmm. of a chat. But if you'd like to reveal well, the first name on that all star side, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think that the game could be played unless we had a daddy playing. So um, yeah, I'm <laughs> delighted to say that the ginger Jesus is returning, and Jonathan <laughs> Boxhill. <laughs> As our visiting daddy will be the first giant to join us on the ice, and I'm delighted to have him coming. Fantastic! It is. Well, it's, it's ten to ten in the UK, but it's uh, I think it's ten to two in Vegas. Jonathan Boxell, is it? <laughs> it is. Yes, yeah. Sunny day here weather? in Vegas. Yeah, I know. Stay inside. I'm ginger, right? I got to keep away from that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about you've you've been you've been invited to join this. Thanks for joining us, first of all. And you've been you've been invited to join this uh, this Belfast Giants All Star Squad taking on the Denebo Kershaw from Ukraine. Your, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean it's obviously amazing, right? I wasn't surprised when I you know when I heard about this and the charity aspect of it. I mean that's kind of ingrained in the DNA of the organization. So um, you know it's 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 an amazing opportunity for us to just to do something to help. And if I could be part of that in a small way, um, it's a privilege to get back on that ice and, and represent the uh, the team and the organisation one more time. So I'm just really excited for it. Just as you say, Boxer, you're determined just never to retire. Just every chance you get to pull that Giants jersey on, you're going to take it? That's it, mate. Yeah, why wouldn't I? So, uh, no, it's, it's a privilege any time you get to be be around events like this and uh, most importantly, come back to the city, right? I think um, Alyssa, my wife, who I was, she lived with me there all the years that I was there and I think she's even more excited than I am. So, uh, no, it'll be really special to go back and, um, just be part of the event. So now we're, we're thrilled to have this opportunity. I know it's not even Boxy. a question, but you'll obviously have been keeping your eye on the team this year as well. Yeah, no, I follow I follow maybe more than I should do, actually. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for this weekend, um, you know, what the team's done so far and 
um, winning that Challenge Cup and putting himself in a position to win that championship on home ice this weekend. Um, I'm hoping that I can get a, a webcast um, opportunity to, to come up to watch that and keep following. But no, the team has been incredible and it's no surprise with, with Robert and, and Kiefer and the, the coaching staff and the investment that they've made in, in bringing in quality guys and players. You know, it's, it's just amazing what, what the, what the organisation continues to do on a year-on-year basis. Boxy, um, we're looking for somebody to shave their head this week to raise a wee bit of extra money for charity. Are you up for that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I, I really will. <laughs> if, if it's gonna, it's, gonna, if it's gonna, gonna help people out. So yeah, I've, I've done it before. I didn't shave it, but I cut it. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, if, if that is something that's being seriously considered, I would be happy to do it. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't doubt it, mate. I didn't doubt it. Listen, the, 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 David just touched on there. Looking forward, obviously, to, to pulling on the the teal jersey. I'm assuming it's teal. Don't know. Um, teal jersey here for the for the night game on the against the Ukraine uh, Kurzon team in, in uh, the 19th of April. Um, and I'm sure you'll be looking forward to getting back and playing in front of the SSC Arena again. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be an amazing amazing opportunity to come back and and, and kind of re-experience that. I mean, even my parents, right? Like they thought that they'd never have the opportunity to to see that again. And, and both my parents and my sister are going to come over for it. So yeah, no, on a personal level, it's just amazing that we get the opportunity to do things like this. So just eternally grateful to be included in this and, and even be considered for it. So yeah, no, it's going to be great. Listen, mate, we appreciate you coming on. We're going to let you go because I know you've got a you've got a busy day there in Vegas. Uh, one one last thing, actually, did you get a, a medal for winning the league last year? So I got I got a Challenge Cup one, which was very kind of the team. Um, but Laura Laura did say that they have one for me. So yeah, no, it was it was that was amazing, right? To come back and play those four games and um, you know be part of four wins and obviously what the team went on to do that year, um, just playing a small part in that and get to experience that. Yeah, I'm very, very thankful. So hopefully I'll be able to pick that up. But, but ironically, I wish I was in my office back in uh, back in Boston because I have um, I actually have that jersey framed in my office with the other jersey from my last year when we won the Challenge Cup because, you know, you speak to guys who, when they retire, you just never think you're going to do that again. And, you know, this event is special. But to come back and play regular season games and, and be part of what was, you know, a very small part in a championship winning team, you know, very, very appreciative of that. And that's why it's on my wall in my office. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> Fantastic. Well, listen, it's great to see that you're coming back to put on that jersey once more. No doubt when that game comes around, we'll chat to you again. Thanks, Boxy. Cheers, yeah, Boxy. Wish me luck. I've got a, got a big meeting in five minutes. I so wish me luck, guys. <laughs> Go for a bit. Cheers, guys. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Big thanks to Jonathan Boxhill. Robert, you, you, you said yourself there in regards to you know, a guy like Boxy who is synonymous with the Giants and what he's done with the Giants. It's great to have him on board. Of course it is. I mean, I think uh, I think in the first instance, when I went into the locker room to talk to the guys, um, I was surprised and delighted at how many of them said that they would stay. Because as you can imagine, that that end of the year, you know, most of them are either heading to Europe for a couple of days before they go home, or they're going, they're getting home, they're getting out of Dodge as quick as they can. And yeah. I'm delighted that um, a, a number of stalwarts of this year's team have decided to stay and play in the game. Um, and the fact that we're able to sort of populate them then with uh, recent ex-players, um, some not so recent, and possibly uh, a couple of surprises. But it's more its more to do with the fact that uh, Kirshen have said to us that they won't play a game. So this isn't going to be exhibition stuff. This is Kirshen, I suspect, coming to try and win. Um, and we're going to have to go out with the same mentality. Yes, there will be a bit of fun. But I suppose that the, through your good office, Paddy, it's more around making sure the barn's full. And it's more uh, making sure that... Um, if you've ever supported the Belfast Giants and you've ever had a graph for the, for the sport and you've ever had a sort of a, an appreciation of, um, you know, uh, I think it was said very well um, 
think it was Kiefer said it yesterday on one of his interviews, and it struck me as been very profound. Where you know we're all stressing about Saturday night and potential of winning the league, another league uh, banner. The reality of that is, if you step back out and you think what's happening in Ukraine at the minute, uh, it sobers you up very quickly. And um, given the nature of the trust, given the culture that we've cultivated over the last 10 years or so, given the fact that this is the right thing to do and we are in the right place to do it, uh, just means that um, I take a great deal of pride. Um, and I suppose um, it, it's very humbling when you see uh, that people are prepared to help and that people are prepared to stop their lives for a couple of days and come in and help us. It's it's fantastic. Uh, it's it's you know you sort of sometimes think some of these people need to be bits of chameleons where they can just change their lives around and, and do what they do and everything else. But so far, um, the results are the, the 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 people that have committed have been have been um, on the money. Yes, we're coming, and the people that are prepared to stay are staying a couple of extra days to make sure that this becomes an event not just for Giants fans for the city of Belfast. Davy, Yep, you're the man. Um, <laughs> I was going to say to Robert, I, I, is Biden coming to Northern Ireland as well? Just stay down. Yes, I. Well, rumour is he coming the week before. Rumour is he coming the week before. We've sort of, we've gone out, Davy, to ask whether he would consider doing some sort of a video message We've asked the Ukrainians to talk to President Zelensky to see, but he just some sort of a video message, because I think the more, the more that we can blow this up and the more that we can get people involved, the better chance we have of making sure that we can get as much money gathered together as possible to give to this cause. This is about filling the rink, making these people feel special, and sending them home with a big check in their pocket. How much? How how easy a decision has it been? That uh, it'll have been difficult to. Sort of because it's been done on the fly. I know it was in November or whatever when you came up with the idea, but the end of the season has came around. It, it genuinely feels like a few weeks ago that I was back for the friendship for, and here we are, almost April. It's gone like that. The organizing that's gone on behind the scenes must have just been frantic. It has been, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Simon, Simon's aware the news broke yesterday, and we've been inundated. Like, you know, we've got we've got two hundred kids, some of them from Kirshen, that are living up in the northwest. And they were on first thing this morning saying about, look, we want to hire buses. We want to paint faces. These Some of these people haven't seen people from Kirsten from they were evacuated out of the country. And um, we've had, um, you know, the bronze, silver and gold packages that Simon and, and, and Steve put together. Uh, we've started to sell those out. You know, it, there's, there's, a, there's an impetus, David. You know what it's like. We, we're, we, we, we adopt these causes. We use the good offices of all of our exposures and our comms and all that good stuff. Ringer comes in, you know, Jim comes in, uh, you know, all of the press pick it up. We were told today, for example, BBC World Service carried the whole thing for four hours last night. So it got a global reach right across the Americas, Asia's and Africa on the World Service with the BBC. That's the sort of stuff we're good at doing. Now that creates an effect its own momentum. And I suspect, you know, myself, Steve, Simon, Laura, the rest of the hockey ops, my my ops team will be pretty much, you know, kissing their lives goodbye for a couple of days. If the weekend trans if the weekend gets the way it gets, then we get the fan game out of the road, then we get the playoffs out of the road. You know, we've got then a couple of days to think about this wonderful opportunity to celebrate the game of hockey 
and to say to a team of distant cousins, you know, we're thinking about you and here's a bit of help on your way back. Robert, obviously about the Ukraine side of thing, and, and and we're going to try and fill the place. Obviously, we're getting a lot of support from and a lot of queries about people coming in and wanting to be there on the day. Um, is there anything else we can do to try and help to get that pushed over the line? Is I mean, is there anything else that that you're maybe thinking about that may be able to help? Well, I mean, I think I think um, you know, it's not just the obligation of hockey, the the sport of hockey. To broadcast this welcome, I think all sports in Northern Ireland need to take a look at themselves and then say, right, yes, this is something that is worthy. So, for example, can we get an auction going? Can we get, can we get some of the national bodies from the other sports to come in and assist? Is there something we can do to make the two or three days that the Kirshen team are going to be here special? Is there help and assistance we can get from industry that maybe defray some of the costs of the of the Ukrainian team coming out? I mean, we've already had huge generosity. Um, Star Stanton from from Carrot Travel has picked up the tab for the Ukrainians flying into Belfast. Um, we have had offers to feed them to sort of give them some sort of traction on the particular day of the match. We're going to have a couple of hundred Ukrainian kids in the new life center. And they're going to be working with Microsoft in a Minecraft challenge that's been designed by the Nobel Peace Center. We're then going to allow the Ukrainian kids to skate with the Kirshen team on the ice before the real game. We're going to then have two sort of warm-up sessions on the ice with the two teams before we then call the game on. There are going to be quite a number of dignitaries in town. It's a very busy week because it's the celebration of the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. And there's a very important... Um, conference on Queens and uh, there's a state dinner on this on the Wednesday night and there's going to be quite a number of VIPs um, involved in in all of that and our expectation is that some of them will come our way as well so we have an opportunity to put this on the global stage and it's right and fitting that the Belfast Giants get the chance to do that because that's what we're all about. It's just another, like you said, as I said, it's just an, another opportunity to show exactly what we can do as an organisation. It's a, it's a credit to you guys, the Belfast Giants and the Odyssey Trust, uh, as to what's going on. It has been ten years now of Odyssey Trust being involved or owning the Belfast Giants, and and what we've had in those ten years has been absolutely phenomenal. Let's just before we let you go, Robert, just a bit of a focus on on the here and the now with the Giants. Obviously, for the last couple of months, few months, we've seen packed out barns left, right, and center. I said on I said on commentary with with um with Simon on on Saturday that I personally I felt that the actual the game night experience that's happened within the arena has taken it up a notch. We're seeing those sellout crowds, but also the team on the ice are performing superbly. You as the CEO of the LC Trust and, and the ownership of the Giants must be delighted with the way it's going. Paddy, I am and I, I, I you know I, I keep harking back to I keep harking back to what I said to you, you know, all those years ago. We're one club. We've got two teams here. We've got an on ice team that's performing spectacularly well. Trust me, we've got an off ice team that is performing as spectacularly. Um, it's humbling sometimes to see the lengths to which a big man will go to. To, to, to sort out an issue. It's it's humbling sometimes to see just how far that unit um has has progressed. The bonding between the arena team and the, the, the Giants team, the, the adoption of one culture, the adoption of one mission is is incredibly humbling. And you know, when you've got you know when you've got your own daughter, you know, immersed in the middle of it, 
and 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 wanting to participate and the sense of pride you get as a father from watching her as a fan participate in this 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 movement it's it's the only way i can describe it patty the on ice absolutely Kiefer, george rob the team calf they've just they've just exceeded expectations i mean you know if we're successful on saturday night and i don't want 10 fit but if we're successful on saturday night that will be a triple double of of championship wins as we then go in to try and win another trophy in a couple of weeks in, in Nottingham. But the off-ice team deserve as much plaudits as the on-ice team because the off-ice team make the whole thing happen. It's very easy to make a business case to stick 300 grand worth of lights in the roof. But somebody has to come along and design that, operate it, sequence it, talk through it, play over it. Yeah. Uh, Michael Barr putting, putting out the, the flames and the sparklers every week. Little things that you just take for granted. Well, I don't take them for granted because I'm hugely humbled that the team of professionals that I have around me can deliver to a standard that's the envy of the rest of the league. And that, for me, is no greater accolade than, than to say that. No better way to put it, no better way to end it here, Robert. Listen, we really appreciate your time. And no doubt the game, we're, we're all pushing this game on the Wednesday, the 19th of April, against Kershaw, the part of the Hockey Can't Stop Tour. And uh, let's fill that barn. Let's fill that barn and let's get the, let, let, let's uh, let's show them our appreciation. Boys, do what you do. Spread the word, spread the mission. That's the challenge. And let's go. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Robert. Big thanks, big thanks to the CEO. Obviously, trust Robert Fitzpatrick for his time. And you know, it says you've been, you, as he said, you're 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 right in the middle of all the, the work that's going on there. It's a fantastic, uh, it's a fantastic thing for the chance to be able to put this on. It is, and look, it, it, you know what? See, when you enjoy going to work, it makes it so much easier. It never really does. And, well, no. I so if, if you enjoy what you work. do, you'll never work a day in your life. All right, no, I thought you meant I've never worked a day in my life. It was, you know, that's pretty <laughs> well, I accurate. I meant that as well, mate. That's pretty accurate up until it started the Odyssey Arena. Um, the, you know, there's there's so many moving cogs in there. And, you know, when you get to work with that lunatic Laura Small every day, um, Kelly and <laughs> Steve and, you know, Angela and, and, and all the guys that are there. And obviously, you know, we're, as Robert said, you know, it's got, the group's got closer. And that's not just the on-ice team. We're talking about the off-ice team. We're talking about the ops, the food and beverage uh, the the guys behind the scenes, it's it um, you know commercial team and the, co- the communications team and marketing, and it just makes it so much easier. And the, again, when when we've got a guy like Steve Thornton, who in my opinion, you know, there's always pats in the backhand that out for for a lot of other people, but Steve is just unreal. Um, and you know he, he doesn't go on social media, so you'll never hear this anyway. It doesn't really matter. Um, but he really is. He's, he's just that good at, at coming up with ideas. I mean, Brooksy was the king of puns. It's definitely rubbed off on Steve. <laughs> he seems to he seems to have picked up on that um, from Brooksy, and he's now the king of puns at the arena. Um, he's always coming up with ideas. It, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, I like to think of you know if I walk around the arena, I'm sitting going, Do you know what, I could put something there. And that would look good with an advertising board on it. And if you stand still long enough, Robert's already said it before. If you're standing still long enough at the SSC Arena, I'm putting a sign on you. Um, you know, so it, it's it's literally all about the the group coming together, both the on ice and the off ice. And 
um, when you've got that there and you've got that support network and you've got, as I say, people like Laura and Kelly and Angela um, all helping us out to see. And we powered as well. Um, you know, when you've got all that, you know, doing the same thing, it makes it so much easier. And just before we move on to the, the player of the month talk, Davey, you know, we, we had Jonathan Boxall there as the first name and, you know, a player who we've talked about many a time on this podcast and invited on many a time, but a, a, a real a real key cog in the chance over the years. Yeah, and if we remember back to that first Challenge Cup win, um, it was the first one, wasn't it? Or was it the second two one? Two blocks. Where, where he blocks the Gilford. shot with, like, minutes left. He dives in, makes a shot first block one. with his was the first one. First one, yeah. We're wearing the red jerseys. That's right. Um, the boxy the buy-in, you know, and that that's can't quite call it a dynasty. But Robert's talking about triple doubles and potentially more. Um, and this organization wants more. And more. It's causing Robert a fortune and banners, and I love that. I like this this organization. I remember speaking to him straight after the the the, the, the trophy hadn't even been announced, and I said to Robert, another banner. And this, I talked about it all the time. We're about making memories and hanging banners, and this is what this organization has done so well over its whole uh, its whole lifespan. But especially in this last, let's call it ten years, where they've talked about from the Odyssey Trust took over and have really put proper procedures in in the back room, uh, if you don't mind me calling, or the back office, whatever you want, says good people. And Roberts just said how important it is to have the good people in the background. They'll allow the team to go and just concentrate on what they do. Um, so there's a, a there's a real nice team, just both two teams there that just dovetail perfectly. Here, here, and uh, like we say, this nineteenth Wednesday, the nineteenth of April, so the Wednesday after playoffs, uh, the hockey can't stop tour. Dnipro Kershaw from the Ukraine taking on a Belfast Giants All Star team, including Mister Jonathan Boxall. Um, right, gents, um, it's the end of the month. Uh, it's time for the player of the month award. Davy's got a bit of a list. So uh, we had this. T- I said I said this the other month where I said you know we just run it through because we had that many nominees. Again, we have over 120 tweets back to the nominees. So we've got I counted it up. It's over 250. Di- not different names, obviously, but all 250 names, individual names that have been sent through by people on Twitter. To sort of, we thought we'd have a discussion, quick discussion now as to who we think should be in the final four. David, your, your chin's up there. Sorry? For Player, for player of the Month, there's been 200. For Player of the Month, sponsored by Phonacab. Player of the Month. Oh. Um, I have a short list of five, and I didn't know right. that David Gilbert was going to be on the podcast tonight. I remember texting that earlier. Um, my five of three forwards, um, Scott Conway, obviously, nine plus eight, 17. He's, he's just sneaked over plus 200 in terms of face-offs this season. He's key to us retaining the puck, especially. That lets us go and do everything else. Um, Mark Cooper, nine plus seven, 16 points, one shorthanded goal. Um, I think he's had our last three game winning goals, maybe even our last four, but certainly our last three game winning goals. Um, Tyler Beskarowani, again, um, I think it's 1.9 goals against 0.91 save percentage, something like that. He's been exceptional over the month. He's obviously picked up a Challenge Cup. David Gilbert, I've just circled here, massive improvement, three plus one, big smile. He's talked about the things that he's had to do. He knows himself he should maybe scored more goals this season. He's brought in to score a lot more goals. Hasn't scored the goals he wanted to do. So what else can he do? Can he win face offs? Can he be first in the four check? Can he be on the back check? So he's doing all those things. I've liked watching David Gilbert. I love seeing that, but I've liked watching his overall contribution to the team. Um, and Sam Rupp for me was my D man this month. Ten assists, 
plus 18 leads the team in plus minus this month with plus 18 over the course of a month to be plus 18 is just phenomenal um so they're my short list it's hard for me it, it's hard to pick one out of that scott conway is obviously the massive just with the point i'm going to put throw my hat in this month on sam Rupp. Patrick, you were going to do that, says um, Scott Conway. First of all, Gabriel Bast. I think Gabe Bast is. I think it's been absolutely phenomenal. Even I know he, he, was, he doesn't care. He, doesn't he was care. so enthusiastic about winning it last time. I thought well, maybe we should see it again. <laughs> uh, just, Bast, he, honestly, but, he's just so laid back. He literally is like. I mean, he's a team guy first. So, um, but it, let me tell you something. He would really enjoy that for sure. There's no doubt about that. But again, he just too laid back. Uh, give Bas- Tyler Beskarwani, and if I had to come up with a, it, probably is Sam Rupp as well. And, and I agree. I think Sam Rupp has been. We said this on 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 Saturday, Simon. He flies under the radar, but he is solid as a rock. Matt Foley, I was throwing there as well. I'm I'm all aboard the Foley hype train. You know, it's I think the Rupp and Foley have been phenomenal at the back, but um, Sam Rupp uh, has been excellent and as always plays with a with a smile on his face. I had a chat with him after the game on Saturday. He's the most upbeat and, and happy man I've ever met in my entire life. Which in contrast to the winner, so the the, the you know the, the the real winner on ice, it takes no prisoners. It's uh, it's hard to put the two players together. You know, Simon. Ben Lake, I'll write it down now. I'll write it down now. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. Ben Lake has been brilliant this month. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but he doesn't make it on the top four for me this month. We've just had some really you no, know, but Ben Lake, you know, it's just a matter he does it every month. So um for me, Sam Rayov's been outstanding, absolutely outstanding this month. You know, I thought he was brilliant on Saturday um against the Steelers. I, th- I really did, especially when you know, and actually, when you see when you think back to the week before, I think he played 29 minutes against Cardiff on a Sunday, and I, I think it was about 27 on the Saturday. Gabe Bass missed out on the Sunday, obviously, when missed uh, Josh Roach, um, he had to really step up and play all those minutes. And, and he does so without taking penalties, which is yeah. really difficult for the game that he plays. He blocks shots, he you know, he jumps up into the play, he's, he's very skillful, he's great hands for a big lad. Good skater. Um, so Sam's definitely on there. And I'm going to throw somebody else into the mix here because it, it's not easy to do the role that he does. Um, but he doesn't complain. He gets on with it. He gets stuck in. Um, he plays. And the only thing, I'm going to put him into the list, but he's been a bit of a tool because of the uh, haircut slagging off last week. And it's Kieran Long. Um, Longer's done really well this month. He's been up and down, as in back and forth and on the back end and playing up front. But he'll play anywhere. Uh, I'm sure if you basically asked him to stick a pads on and go in net, he would do it for you. So I would throw um, Ruop long. It's got to be Scott Conway. He's been absolutely outstanding. And uh, Mark Cooper for me. Uh, best goal has been best goal, you know. Can't give it to Kieran Long. It's been presented on the ice on, on uh, this weekend. <laughs> we'll do it after. We'll do it after. If he gets it, we'll do it afterwards <laughs> in the locker room. 
Uh, right, so from that's those, a very, so, that's a very good point, Paddy. Really, really good point, actually. <laughs> just looking like we've had so many nominees. We're going to draw this short list up, and the and the and as always, the uh, the vote will go up tomorrow morning. That's Wednesday morning at nine a.m. and it will run until Friday evening. Um, looking at some of the people, you know, Cassidy's tweet is Mark Cooper, Scott Conway, Sam Rupp, Clara Rupp, Long Lake, Steve McKenna, Scott Conway, Tara Knowles, Norris Niles and Lake, Brittany McFadden, Rupp, Steve Appleton, Conway and Besco. You know, the, the, the team as a whole have been playing so well that you can throw, there are so many names you can throw into this hat. So we'll go away, we'll take, we'll, we'll find out, we'll put those four names up and the vote will go from now on the first night, from Wednesday morning until Friday night, and then we'll present it uh, this weekend um, to whoever wins that big. Thanks to Photocab for sponsoring the award, as always. Before we go, and this is very, very quick, the uh, the MVP award is still open for not, for your votes. Uh, this is for the overall MVP of the season. Send an email to mvp at kingdomofthegiants.com. It won't surprise you that there is one runaway leader at the minute, but that doesn't mean that it's all done. Get your vote in by email, mvp at kingdomofthegiants.com. Gentlemen, one name, David. Simon. Scott Conway. Conway. I think that's Scott Conway. So, but get your vote in MVP at Kingdom of the Giants. It's, all right, we're not allowed to talk about it. We'll talk about it next week. Go for it. Go for it. Say, say, say what you want to say. Go. I, just, I just think we've been blessed this season with a with a depth in the roster that we're perhaps haven't seen for a couple of decades. You know, that this team is deep. And Ari, Goodwin, Conway, Cooper, Lake, all, all, all star first team players. Sam Rip, Gabe Bast, talk about Matt Foley. Um, Will Collins being decent. Best going nets with Peyton Jones doing good numbers. Jackson Whistle backing them up there. You know, with this this team is just deep, 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 deep. And you, you guys like David Gilbert and, you know, Soizy hasn't played much because he's been out injured. It's just. It's, it's it's just such a deep roster and it's where it is in the league and it's it won the Challenge Cup because of the recruitment of Steve Thornton says has already mentioned tonight Adam Keefe George Wattis Stewie and uh, I remember tweeting earlier in the season where it was Whistle doesn't make a save Rubber never blocks a shot Laker never lays a hit Goody never makes a play Collins never scores a goal if Taft doesn't sharpen their skates you know so uh, I'm a shout out for Taft and that because he's the MVP every here, year here 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 um right let's crack ahead gentlemen because we've got a few couple more things to cover before we go and a little bit of news first of all just best wishes to robert dowd tonight his testimonial is taking place at the uh at, the, at sheffield arena of course won a title here in belfast but more synonymous with his time in orange over with the sheffield steelers a great server great british player amazingly the reigning british player of the year <sighs> Yeah, funny enough, actually, the, the, the Elite League sent out a media uh, sent out um, a form today uh, asking for our nominees for the All Star team and for uh, MVP and stuff like that. And like you say, Davey, there's there's people talking about you know, Tedesco and and you know and Cole Sanford. My my first All Star team is all Belfast Giants. <laughs> it's just like bang, I'll do um, it. Yeah, yeah, we've seen more of the Belfast Giants. Obviously, we say like Tedesco's had a great season. Um, Tate down in, in um. Guildford as well. They they've hung about all season. They're they've taken. If you'd have said at the start of the season, the Guildford Flames will be coming to Belfast on the last weekend of the season with a chance to win the league, 
they've had a very, very good season. They're not going to start being condescending about them at all. They've had some standout players. Ben O'Connor's been great in the back end from them. They've obviously got good goaltending in McCallum. Um, around the league, you know, could you say that Sheffield, play, Sheffield at some stages of the season were a championship team? Cardiff have shown glimpses, but do any of their players really get into an all-star team? Probably not. Stanford. Well, Stanford decent, yes, but, you know, sometimes you need more from that. That thing never really put together consistent. There was never a point I really thought, oh, Cardiff are going to come and really challenge for this league title. It just had a little bit of inconsistency there. And, you know, good player, all-star, not for me. I... I if this if this league season goes the way it could go, I don't think anybody could argue with six Belfast Giants names on the All Star team. But we'll wait and see what happens. Don't think Simon would argue with that, would you, Simon? There's nothing. Everybody else doesn't matter to me, mate. <laughs> uh, yes, so Robert Dow's testimonial was tonight, and uh, and we wish him well with that. Quick look at the table. There's still a little bit of jostling to happen. Um, Obviously, we've got our game. Uh, the Belfast Giants leading 82 points. We've got our game against Guildford uh, on Saturday, which if we win that game, let's, let's say there are two games left for the Belfast Giants, win either one, and they win the league. Um, obviously, there's one which we would w- rather win, and that's the one that take place, takes place on Saturday at the SSE Arena against Guildford. But either one of the either win would uh, would would seal a third league title in a row for the Belfast Giants and a sixth league title, elite league title overall. Um, Sheffield Steelers uh, and Cardiff Devils are still battling out for that third fourth place. Coventry are more or less set now; they they can't overtake. They got one game to play, and they they're more or less set in fifth. Storm Nottingham maybe a bit of jostling there. These two games they play each other for two games this weekend to decide who comes sixth and seventh. And Glasgow look Simon that they're go- look like they're going to get that eighth place. They've only got one game to play in five of two, but obviously one of those games for five is against is against Guildford. And um, they need to get two wins this weekend to overtake Glasgow, hoping Glasgow don't pick up a point. Well, I was looking at the, the fixtures this weekend um, earlier on. Fife have got to play Dundee on the Saturday. Yes. Guildford have got to play Belfast on the Saturday. If the Giants win, um, Guildford could just basically leave a couple of guys out and Fife might have a chance to win if they win against Dundee on Saturday. Guildford, they, they expect, I think Glasgow play Sheffield, is it? I think he plays Sheffield on Saturday and then Cardiff Devils play Sheffield on Sunday. So there yes. could be a bit of movement between three and four and there could be a bit of movement between six and seven because they play each other two games this weekend. So there's still yeah. the only team that's guaranteed to stay where they are is Coventry Blaze. Everything else can move. Yeah, Dundee. Apart, I'm sorry, Dundee. Yeah, apart from Dundee, yeah. In the in the playoff, but in the playoff front, you're absolutely yeah. right. It, everybody else can move except for the Coventry Blaze, who are more or less have been fifth for about three years now, and uh, I don't see that it's. Uh, but they've you no, know, they've been able to pick up. I know that they had what well, they had two wins this weekend. They had a win against the 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 Manchester Storm, and then they absolutely hammered the uh, the the Nottingham Panthers as well, wasn't it? Yeah, they beat the Panthers seven four at home. So they're they're starting to gain a bit of momentum coming into or starting to get. They've had a bit of momentum all this way through to get into the playoffs. So they will be a real danger team, and we'll see whether they're going to play the Cardiff Devils or the Sheffield Steelers. We'll discuss the playoff quarterfinals next week once we know the outcome of the league t- table. And one more thing to say is that the Giants' home playoff game will be on Saturday, the eighth of April. 
at 7 p.m. And we'll see who we'll face on that. Now, before we go, uh, we do have one more thing. And, of course, that game against the uh, Guilford Flames takes place on Saturday evening at 7 p.m. at the SSE Arena. It will be live on Viaplay. And earlier on, I had a chance to chat with our good friend, Mr. Aaron Murphy, about what's about to take place. Aaron, it's the final weekend of the Viaplay Elite League season. It's first versus second at the SSE Arena. One team looking to lift a championship on home ice, the other one trying to stay in it to that final game. And it's live on Viaplay. What, you couldn't script it any better. No, you couldn't have wrote it any better, Patty. And first off, thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure before pleasure. a big game to be on the show. I think we did this before the Challenge Cup final as well. And it's always got that, that buzz. And for me, it's like... The number one team versus the number two team. The number one power play versus the number two power play. There's so many storylines there. Um, I will say, though, that Guilford punches chance. They've got nothing to lose, really. They just need to keep winning to keep this thing going. They're one and one at SSE Arena in league play. They won, uh, even though they went out on aggregate, they won uh, a leg of the semifinal in the cup at SSE Arena. So you look at that, they'd probably be thinking we're two and one at SSE Arena. All we need to do is have Eamon McAdam stand on his head and get a power play goal or two, and maybe we can push this thing to Sunday. So if you're Adam Keefe and your fan base, you're thinking we got to get this done on Saturday, or we want to get this done on Saturday, you don't want to go down um, to that Sunday and something happens weird in Dundee or someone gets injured or look – I remember the Cardiff Devils going into Coventry a few years ago. You guys were at a banquet or a year-end party, and you get a text going, you're the league champions because Coventry did a job uh, on home ice against Cardiff. So you do not want to be in that scenario where you're going to Dundee and things happen. You never wanted the title to just come down to math either. So to do it on home ice, I would imagine that Coach Keefe and the captain there, Goody, there will be a game plan to try and keep last week's form going. I mean, you only had the 17 goals over two just games on home ice last week, just the 17. So, I mean, look, it, it's got all the makings of, of a script you couldn't write. Yet here we are, and it'll be live on, on national TV. And what else could you ask for? You're, you're absolutely right, mate. The, the confidence that will be in the room on the back of those 17 goals in those two games against Sheffield and Manchester last weekend will be one thing. But that's in the past. Going into this game and going into what is going to take place at the SSE on Saturday night is just something that has to be focused on. Put that and try just try to carry that form on without sort of relying on it. Well, goal scorers get in those streaks and, and Scott Conway and some of those guys in the room will be feeling like the net is a soccer net or a football net and not a hockey net. It's just the confidence. I mean, you talk to Colin Shields, you talk to Paul Eddie, you talk to guys who score goals as their career. When it's going good, it's rolling. So right now, they're not even thinking about it. They won't even be thinking about last week. They just know that when they're on ice for morning skate or training or when it comes down to Saturday night, when they're on the ice, the puck feels good on your stick. Everything feels good. It's like when you get new clothes and you're feeling good. That That's what the feeling uh, for the likes of the Conways and the Goodwins of the world. I, I never had that feeling. Uh, Simon Kitchen might pretend he had that feeling, but I don't think he did. <laughs> but like those feelings of being a goal scorer and things are going well right now, it just feels like you're shooting the puck off a dock into a lake. And those guys will be feeling good. I mean, 17 goals last week. I mean, I mean that, that had this thing for Sheffield, right? Sheffield are going in there. There's math and all that. You're thinking, well, maybe this could happen. You're also playing for pride and trying to get in the playoff form. And for the Giants to go out and put an eight spot on a really good Sheffield team, I mean, this is what I'm talking about. They're feeling good right now. And uh, the guys won't even be thinking about, oh, we had 17 goals last week. They'll just be feeling, this just feels really good right now. I'm loving my hockey. I'm enjoying being the Belfast Giants. And that's that's a dangerous uh, proposition for the Flames. But then you look at the Flames. They were down 3-0 on Saturday night uh, yeah. against Dundee, and they come back to win, and then they score seven. Actually, 
I think they had 13 goals over those two games last week. So a team that had 17 goals versus a team that had 13 goals. These are two teams that are pre- feeling pretty good right now. So it, you know what? I've just jinxed it. It'll be a 2-1 hockey game. A defensive, a defensive war of attrition on Saturday night. All the way to overtime. One of the one of one of the one of the things as well from this game, Murph, is the fact that you're going to see two teams that have absolutely stellar personnel on both sides. You know, we we've spoken so many times on this show about you know Scott Conway, Tyler Beskarani, Gabe Bast, you know, who's Sam Rupp. But you you look at that uh, Guilford Flame side, and, I, I, and you've got Ian McAllen, you've got Bradley Lalonde, Kyle Locke, and of course you've got Daniel Tedesco, who's playing phenomenally at the minute. Yeah, I mean, he's second in league points only to, to your boy, Scott Conway. He's 31 goals. I think he's tied with Conway on assists with 49, uh, four power play goals. Uh, I think Tedesco is an interesting character because I think he's had like 174, 175 shots on goal, but yet he loves to dish the puck. So there's yeah. so many variables there. I mean, I think the big thing is probably comes down to the starting goaltender because since Besco or Ronnie came back, I mean, Besco has really brought that mystique where he can defeat a team before the puck is even dropped. He's already in your head. He's that guy. He's that good. So I would assume, I shouldn't assume, but maybe Eamon McAdam gets the start or maybe it's Berman. But whoever starts against uh, Besco uh, is going to have to feel like maybe Matt Carruth felt last year. I want to yeah. outduel that guy. And I'm talking about the, champ- the, the playoff final weekend when you guys are going for the treble. And I think Matt Caruth just basically said, I am going to be better. I'm going to outduel Beskarowani. That's how this is going to play down. And that's that that's kind of what, what broke down at the playoff final. So you're going to need, if you're Guilford, yeah, you're going to need that sort of form that they had uh, coming back from 3-0 down to Dundee the other night. But you, they certainly don't want to be chasing the game against Belfast. But you're going to have to have that belief that you can score goals. But they're going to need someone to stand on their head between the pipes against Beskarowani. It's an absolutely huge game, but from your point of view in Viaplay, what's the details? How can people follow it? If they're not going to be in what looks to be a sold-out SSE arena at the minute, but uh, yeah. if they're not able to get in, how are we going to be able to follow it with you guys? Pretty sure. I saw something uh, there earlier saying it was a sold-out uh, barn, and as you'd expect, much like the Challenge Cup final, uh, great crowds in Belfast, one of my favourite places to go, obviously, and I'm looking forward to that roar at the Challenge Cup final, even though it was a 9-3 hockey game. It was just always in the background that rumble and it was it was a brilliant uh, certainly a crowd there and good good faithful crowd from Kirkcaldy as well I would hope there's a few Guilford Flames that have been able to get tickets but it will be certainly 99.9% uh, Giants fans but look if you can't get a ticket uh, we're there to, to help you out with that it's certainly on the Viaplay app it's on your desktop at viaplay.com and more importantly on Viaplay 2 or not more importantly but for the broader broader section who want to watch on TV and not on a device it's on Viaplay 2 will be on air from 6:30 p.m. face off is 7 p.m. this Saturday April 1st April Fools uh, as it were uh, Saturday so we've got you covered on OTT uh, on desktop on app and certainly on TV uh, via play two this Saturday, and uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm just a little bit excited. It's 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 that sort of time of year where it's a great time to be a fan, great time to be a player, and a great time to be a broadcaster. So, looking forward to Saturday uh, in Northern Ireland. You're you're excited, mate. I can barely contain myself with this weekend coming up on the and the prospect of what's there for for both the Belfast Giants and obviously lesser so for the Guildford Flames from my point of view. But, you know, it's going to be a fantastic game. Looking forward to seeing it myself on Viaplay and um, I'll probably see you playoffs. 
I hope to see you uh, April 15th and 16th. Uh, I mean, playoff final weekend always uh, huge. And it looks like the ticket sales and all that, uh, things have come back to normal a little bit. And hopefully we'll have more people in the, in the barn in Nottingham. And uh, it'll be my pleasure to, to let you buy me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Big thanks to uh, big thanks to Aaron Murphy for his time. That game, of course, I don't really need to explain to you when it is, but I will. Belfast chance against the Guildford Flames is on Saturday at seven pm at the SSE Arena, and it will be live on Viaplay. Um, and the Belfast Giants then travel to Dundee to take on the Dundee Stars Sunday at six pm in the Dundee Ice Arena, and that will be on Stars TV. Uh, uh, the only question I have, gentlemen is around basically that first game and the fact that I think it's more or less the first time since what the Sheffield Steelers were there when we won against the Sheffield Steelers where we've had a real chance in a sort of top of the table shootout at home to try and to try and lift that title Simon and 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 despite all the talk today about Elton John it's going to be a full uh, it's going to be a full arena isn't it it is um you know it's 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 going to be a tough game. Let's not make no bones about it. We've already touched on how good the, the Guildford Flames have been this year. Um, if there ever a game they're going to be up for, it's going to be Saturday. They're they're going to, you know, they're going to have an opportunity to, to get a chance to take it back to their own uh, rank on Sunday and and play for a championship. So, um, I have absolutely no doubt that we're going to be up for it. Um, Adams already spoke to the boys this morning. Um, he'll have them on the ice tomorrow morning. Uh, Injury-wise, just don't know what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, whoever's playing won't let the boys down. They'll, they'll, they won't let the fans down. They'll be out there and trying to, um, you know, basically get get the score and get the win. And uh, Bess Garwani, we know that he's going to give us an opportunity to win at some point. So it's take your chances, get off to a good start, um, and uh, just trust in Scott Conway. These these Davy of the weekends, you know why you're a fan. The sort of the excitement, the butterflies that, that your team are fighting for a championship. The, the, the team are fighting for a third league title in a row. It, it makes you proud to be a Belfast Giants fan to games like this. This is why we we follow the team. We do. We're I've I've don't know whether it was on the podcast I said or remember I said it on Twitter. But these, you know, um, you enjoy these good times and the clubs going through a real good good period in its, in its history at the minute. You know, you've talked about potentially three league titles on the bounce. I think it would be the first time in the late league history that any teams won the won the league three times in a row and with a few Challenge Cups in a row now as well. Lonsdale Belt Rules, we should start to, get, to keep these trophies, but um, I think that's what the, uh, the Panthers did. They just did, I won the Challenge Cup, we'll just keep it. But, um, you know, so enjoy these good times. Get yourself down to... The Odyssey on Saturday night, enjoy it because these days, as you said, how many times have we won the championship on home ice winning a game to do it? So, you know, the opportunities are to see something. Although we've won championships, it does not very often happens in your own barn. You know, a couple of times in Nottingham, once in the hotel there a few years ago, you know, David Gilbert talked, touched on it earlier in the show as well. Great that we could have won it last Sunday night, but is it really the same sitting, refreshing flash scores as it is going out there? And, you know, he talked about wanting to get that ninth goal in the, the Challenge Cup final. Boys want to win the trophy on the ice. So um, best of luck to him. You know, this is the classic story, if you like, of the underdog. Guilford Fl- and I don't mean that in a condescending way, Guilford Flames come here with almost nothing to lose. They're not really expected to win. 
Um, both have came here and they've won this season. Um, Multiple times. Our, our nice. Murphy yeah. reference. Yeah, the second mm-hmm. leg of the Challenge Cup final, I can I can write off the game management. Um, we went and completely dominated them. I think it was was it four 0 in the first leg over there. Things got a wee bit yeah. feisty. If they get a couple of goals behind McAdam, they can turn a little tilt switch as well. So that'll Sheffield Steelers game last week, Manchester Storm last week, and, and the do the, the cliche is it's really important to get a fast start and get that first goal, get the crowd into it, and all of a sudden we could be in for a very very good night. But take nothing for granted. You got to go out there and win every shift. You talk, and we'll go back. I'll focus back on what David Gilbert said about if you're not scoring goals, you got to do all the little things. And every player on that roster this Saturday night have played this whole season from August to get to this point, and they will be absolutely dialed in and ready to go at seven o'clock on Saturday night. Seven o'clock Saturday night, SSE Arena, first versus second, the Elite League title on the line for your Belfast Giants. And if you're not part of that sold out arena, you can join Aaron Murphy and I assume Colin Shields on via play for that coverage. And then on to Dundee the next night, but uh, 6 p.m. But uh, we'll we're no focus on that. 6 p.m. Uh, DIA, and that'll be on Stars TV. Um, any other business, gentlemen? I just want to start by congratulating Dai McGowan. It's been announced that he is to receive the freedom of the city of Belfast. Um, very few people have been awarded that in the last number of years, from President Bill Clinton, um, who, uh, Kenneth Branagh, uh, Mary Peters. Um, there are a few people who have received it, but uh, but Dai, uh, I saw him on I saw him on um, on Saturday afternoon in in the period break no it's for friday afternoon period break and uh always in good form that lad and good to see him and marching but a massive massive congratulations well well deserved on receiving the freedom of the city of belfast um anything for you gents yeah that's, that's just been, that's fantastic news i mean that i won't realize the the uh, gravity of the gravitas of, of that role at that title until he's maybe a little bit older and um and uh you know it that's just you know it's Marcin and Seth and all the effort that they've put into yep. um getting to where they are now and and um you know hopefully every I minute mean, it's the first of June I think it is isn't it that the, the official date yep. that Dahi's law comes into the be and it's just absolutely phenomenal and it's everybody behind them as well you know everybody's supporting them and and um and you know it's it's just fantastic news. Yep, congratulations, David. And he's alive. Like it's one of those I, I love seeing those, and and some somebody like on BBC or whatever wrote about um you know the things you can do when you have the freedom of city. And he's allowed to drive his sheep up Royal Avenue. So I look forward to the yeah, day. Drive a what? You can drive your drive sheep. sheep if you've got a flock of sheep and you've got the freedom of city. You can just walk your sheep up Royal Avenue and nobody can stop you. you just go here. I have the freedom of the city, big lad. So, congratulations, Dahi. I was talking to Mark. You, our, you know what? Brother. We need to try and make that happen. We'll look at the things you can do with the freedom of the city. There's some crazy ones because obviously it like dates back to like the 1600s and all, and you can do some mental stuff. Like, so we'll try and find out some of the mental ones and do a few of them. Um, <laughs> so the only the only thing the only thing that I have is Fleur Wayne Hardman's daughter is having a little thing on Thursday night on Wayne's Facebook page. It was going to be Wayne's birthday on Thursday, and she just said, you know, let people know they're welcome to come along and have a little bit of a celebration of his life or whatever they're going to do sort of live on their Facebook page on Thursday night. So if you're free, you're not way inclined, look up Wayne Hardman. They found Wayne's passwords. 
Um, and they've got his Facebook reactivated and they're going to do a wee gig on Thursday night. So if you're available, join in. Wonderful. Wonderful. Definitely. Um, definitely part of that. I only learned this on Sunday. Um, and I seen him on Saturday and I didn't know, but uh, Michael Barr had a bit of an accident on Friday night. Um, and he banged his head and he needed a bit of a treatment um, with the doctor. I don't know if I'm saying this out of turn. I don't really care because Michael is <laughs> a, just a wee legend around the arena. Um, and as I said, I seen him on Saturday morning and I didn't know about the accident that he had. Um, but I hope he's okay. I know, you know apparently he took a bit of a knock to the head, but um, Michael being Michael just dusted himself down, went and seen the doctor, and he's back out again, you know, rapidly to get the rest of his role done. So, um, again, I, I didn't know about it until Sunday. And uh, yeah, hopefully Barzo's okay. Hope so. I saw him. I saw him briefly on Saturday down the corridor when I was just about to do one of the post game interviews. So I usually get a good chat or I'd say hello to him. But he, he there was some sort of sign language he was he was giving me. I don't know whether it was to do with the BSL that we had last week, but he was making Sounds some sort right. of hand signals and stuff. I, I don't know. And, what it was, it was, and it was one hour thing. Yeah, one hour thing. Paddy, thanks very much for joining us on Saturday night. It was great crack. Um, enjoyed always enjoyed doing the always enjoyed doing the games with you and Davy and and big Neil Russell as well, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a season there. We've had a few different people on, and um, uh, we've only one more game to go now. With with five plays still in the final, uh, sorry, the final home game. Not happy about that, by the way. I was really brassed off when I heard that. Um, you, you were but, hoping uh, to get you were hoping to get that yourself. Yeah, I was. I was being selfish. I was hoping Understand, to be understandably so, mate. Understandably yeah. so. Chance TV all season, um, and we get a chance to, you know, potentially call the the um, the home game final league game of the season with the championship on the, on the door but you know what the other way I look at it is hopefully it does go our way um and i get an opportunity to, to get down the locker room and have it with the boys as well so yeah. wait and see here well it was a pleasure to join you mate and you putting up with my nonsense that's uh that's always good it was uh it was good crack except for that moment when you just said get on with the play-by-play i was like oh come on <laughs> anybody watching it would just heard me basically go um the player goes out to the right and well yeah and it's played we've all got to start somewhere probably <laughs> you know Davy Davy did it as well and in between the first and second period they go to the toilet so um you know you were lucky enough it was a third period so you, you know you could basically rest a bit but no, game was over and and, and David you know David you know what do you know why I had to do it what was everybody else there were about there were about 30 people in that media block media room what were they all doing we're watching the Dundee game. Watching, <laughs> watching, watching the Dundee game. So Simon no, turned to watch the Dundee game and left me to do this while he was watching the Dundee. You get on it. I'm watching this game. Yeah. Thanks, man. Dundee will pull it back to 4-4, four, four, I think it was at that point. And then, unfortunately, good, good couldn't hold on. Absolutely brilliant. Right. So, uh, yeah, Belfast Chance against Guildford, Saturday 7 p.m. at the SSE Arena. If you don't have a ticket, I think it's sold out. The uh, It'll be live on Viaplay. Um, and then the Giants travel over to Dundee on Sunday, hopefully, as the retained Elite League champions. Uh, Sunday at 6 p.m. at the DIA, and that will be on Stars TV. Big thanks to um, David Joubert, to Rob Fitzpatrick, to Jonathan Boxall, all for, for joining us on this week's show. And, of course, Aaron Murphy for joining us also. Um, though the Hockey Can't Stop game, of course, is Wednesday, the 19th of April. Get your tickets and get involved in that. Let's try our best to try to get that arena filled because it's going to be an absolutely wonderful event. 
Um, you can get us at AVFTB on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube and download us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the normal places. Kingdomofthegents.com for all the other stuff. Mr. Bajimsey and Mr. Kitchen, good to see you. Cheers, lads. Let's hope, let's hope for an absolutely wonderful weekend. The Belfast Giants go into Saturday with the opportunity to win a third Elite League title in a row, and this time on home ice against the Guildford Flames. Wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Podcast Network.